Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on this week's episode. We're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk about Canadian food prices being put on hold. Good luck with that, Mr. Trudeau. Um, a couple other things, Bitcoin mining, uh, what that's going to look like over the next couple of months and will people survive? I don't know. Um, but uh, first and foremost, before we get into the advertising, well, uh, let me just run through that because you should get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple and get 5% off your order. Get your coins off the exchange because those are imploding left and right. And I'd highly recommend you get a Bitbox because it's the easiest, simplest to use. So easy, even a caveman can use it. Uh, that caveman being me. So you should get one. Um, also, shout out to Movies Plus. Go to mymoviesplus.com. Use the promo code Corey. Become one of the millions of people that have used it. Uh, hashtag not really um yeah there's not really a million people that have used it but uh it humbles me tons of you guys have used it um and uh yeah so you c-o-r-y and you can get the uh, one year for 24 bucks first uh now first and foremost that's like the third time i've said that um so let's see how many times i can say first and foremost in one uh podcast but um if you're watching this if you're one of the video viewers of the podcast <clears throat> You'll notice I have a different setup today, um, and I'm in my basement. I'll explain why. So first and foremost, wow, I actually did it a fourth time. I need to stop that. That is ridiculous. It's not even like a thing I say. Like, I don't say it all the time. <laughs> I, I have no idea where that came from. It reminds me of this time, my friend, first and foremost, um, <laughs> reminds me of this time that I my two best friends, like, I mean, it's still my best friends, but, you know, through high school, college, all that stuff, are twins. Um, And, oh, what would the, the one brother, like, if you know twins, if you've been around twins, there's usually, like, it, it seems there's the dynamic in every twin relationship. And the one brother was, like, he, I remember them picking me up, and we were driving somewhere, and he kept, he was telling me, like, a story and going on and on, and he kept saying like something along the lines of first and foremost or like he's you know like and then obviously and then obvious or something like that i can't remember what it was it's gonna drive me nuts but like the other brother was like would you stop saying that like it's just driving him crazy um <laughs> so it made me think of that um yeah so the the basement situation um the reason i'm in my basement is because I did a, the main reason initially was I started uh, doing a, a football podcast um, just for fun. Um, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to put some more content for Movies Plus, so that's the main reason that that's happening, because we live stream it to Movies Plus uh, at the conclusion of Sunday Night Football. So if you're an American football fan, uh, you can check it out at mymoviesplus.com. But um, so I had to do that uh, in the basement. I was like, oh, there's like a better aesthetic here because you can see like, oh, you know, it's got like the basketball hoop thing and, you know, got a football behind us here. Um, you know, the Stanley Cups all there. Uh, so, you know, more like a sports thing. I still been here a year and a half and I don't have it fully decorated and I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Um but uh, it's going to get man-caved out eventually. I have all my stuff. I have some of it up. 
Uh, but I also don't want to, I'm not a huge overly like clutter the walls type person. I'll probably put some movie posters up to be honest, because we've got our like movie screen right there and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that is why I'm in the basement. But then also, um, occasionally I had, I do podcasts in the evening and, uh, this not being one of them, but when I do, I feel like I always have to be a little more subdued because, my office is upstairs and children are sleeping all over the place. Um, so I can get a little more animated down here uh, and and not have to, if it's in the evening. So with all that being said, I doubt, I mean, who knows? It could be a week from now and I'll be just back at my desk uh, recording it that way. But uh, but yeah, that's why I am down here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm going to try to do a little bit more of that. I'm going to do the football stuff. I'm going on a football show next week. I did a Twitter space over the week uh, talking about football because the Steelers lost their first game and I needed a group therapy session. Um, But, you know, I think it's important for Bitcoiners to remember that life is not all just Bitcoin. Um, (laughs) We get wrapped up into that really easily. Um, And right now is the easy time to remember that because, mind you, the the bull market will come back and when it does the euphoria the mania and all the people will uh will be back in and you know they want to know they want to talk about bitcoin that's all they want to talk about and um you just don't don't get yourself lost in it that's my recommendation so now on to the bitcoin topics um in particular uh have you seen that Justin Trudeau came out and said that if they don't start controlling prices and stop inflating their prices at the grocery stores, then they're going to, um, if they don't stop do- inflating their prices at the grocery store, they are going to look at imposing some price controls. Where have you heard that before? Um, every serious Bitcoiner that knows what they're talking about has been warning of things like this for a while. Um, Also, if you study history, you'll see the Weimar Republic and how that fell apart. And guess what? It's the fast, putting in price controls is the fast track to getting people showing up with wheelbarrows full of cash to buy a loaf of bread. If you haven't seen it before, um, I apologize. I'm like wiping my nose, but I don't have Kleenex down here. And apparently being in the basement made my nose run. Um, but uh, yeah, the if you haven't seen the, there's a really good video. I should, if I can find it, I'll put it in the link um, down below. But it it shows the effects of the Weimar Republic, which for those of you that don't know, and most of you probably do because you're Bitcoiners, but um, I'm always keeping in a mind to, in my mind that there might be new people here listening. Um, the Weimar Republic is Germany pre-World War II, post-World War I, um, and they had massive debts to pay because of reparations that were imposed on them for the damage they caused in World War I. Okay, so it wasn't, think about a a country owing massive debts. Sound familiar? Um, Then they couldn't pay the debts, so they were printing their own money 
to pay the debt. Sound familiar? And uh, and then things ran out of control. And it it quickly, people were burning piles of cash because it was cheaper, more cost-effective to burn the cash than it was to buy coal to burn and heat their house. And then people start showing up. There's pictures of literally like a woman with a wheelbarrow full of cash going to the grocery store, hoping to be able to pay for something. Um, we always think it can't happen to us, um, but it's knocking pretty close on our doors. Uh, and like last week I was talking about with how insane the inflation really is. Um, I mean, let me look up. There was a tweet that somebody put out oot in a boot. Since we're talking about Canada, I'll just throw that oot in a boot out there. Um, yeah, the tweet was I reposted it. So here, um, yeah, I said thank God for Bitcoin giving us a chance to escape this inflationary hell someday. Uh, Mitch. Klee, which I don't know who Mitch is, uh, Bitcoin and energy analyst. Okay. So Mitch posted, said cost, U.S. cost of living since 2020. So since 2020, U.S. cost of living, shelter is up 17%, apparel is up 13%. Mind you, this is only with, you know, transitory couple percent inflation. Uh, fuel oil is up 68%. Gasoline is up 74%. New cars are up 22%. Electricity is up 24%. U.S. wages is, are up 15%. Used cars up 33%. Medical care, not bad, only up 4%. Gas and utility, gas utilities, up 35%. Actual rents are up 24%. Food at home is up 20%. Transportation up 29%. And actual home prices up 40%. So even if that's not the most accurate information in the world, that's insane. Nuts. <laughs> that is a nuts proposal to put us in that situation. Um. And, like, I got to be honest, you know, like, how many, I mean, I've mentioned it before, but, like, I've had friends where they're like, I make good money and I'm just, just getting by. Um, and I feel bad for all the people. I mean, credit card debt's, like, at an all-time high. Uh, new mortgage, new mortgages are at an all-time low, or at least the, not all-time low, but, like, a low for the last 20-plus years. Um, people aren't interested in buying houses and it's just we're seeing the consequences of all the money printing in the years and years of quantitative easing coming to a head. And since you're a Bitcoiner, you should probably get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet because you know that all of this is going to go down. So the quantitative easing, which I've, I mean, this is years ago at this point um, on the podcast when I talked about it, uh, probably like a hundred episodes ago um, that 
we I talked about how I didn't even know what quantitative easing was. It was actually my interview with Preston Pish. I remember saying that. It was like I didn't know what quantitative easing was. I was cutting the grass listening to his podcast and he mentioned it and I'm like, wait a minute. I like stop and like Google like quantitative easing. Like, oh my God. You know, because we all know, like, oh, they printed money during the um, financial crisis, the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis of 2008. Um, we all knew that they printed money, and that was, like, appalling. And, oh, it's only a one-time thing to bail them out. Too big to fail, blah, blah, blah. And then they just kept doing it via quantitative easing. Um, so what we've seen, I feel like it's too late with the Fed raising rates and basically you have a a car going full speed down a steep hill in San Francisco and you're just pulling the e-brake hoping that it's going to do something. Um, and so I feel like that's what Powell and the Fed is doing. Uh, but I feel like it's too little too late. Um, but then again, and I know my buddy Phil would argue this that this is by design because they're trying to crash the euro dollar and you know there's all kinds of theories behind that so maybe that's what it is i don't know no way to know for sure but you look at what's happening and you realize these things are accelerating um you know the reason bitcoin is down is most likely because liquidity has been pulled out of the system there aren't as many dollars uh they're trying to contract the dollar um that's plain and simple most likely why bitcoin has gone down uh there's i'm starting to read i think txmc if you guys follow him he floated this he was the first person i saw floated so i don't know i'm like I, if he was the first one great um if not he's just the first place i saw it but he gets the credit for it now um Talking about how the four-year cycles for Bitcoin might not be halving-related, but more liquidity-related. And if you look at the price history, when there were massive amounts of liquidity injected into the economy, Bitcoin went up. Last time was COVID in 2020. So lots of liquidity gets pumped into the system. Simultaneously happens with the halving and the price just runs. Um, and we all know, I mean, yeah, we know. Bitcoin is worth, you know, millions of dollars. One Bitcoin should be worth millions and millions of dollars. Um, how long is it going to take us to get there? I don't know. But on this price discovery journey that we're on, and by the way, none of this is financial advice. This is just me riffing. If you ever take this as financial advice, God help you. Um, so the liquidity has been drained from the pool. That's where I'm going with this. It's getting drained out and it's getting suffocated. Um, and basically, I remember hearing certain people talk about it and kind of agreeing like, yeah, you're going to see. So all these things are going to break and Hopefully the U.S. doesn't break for people that live in the U.S., but everything else will break first. And so we saw it with, like, smaller countries. We saw it with, you know, the Argentinas of the world that are going through hyperinflation. And, you know, Cyprus had a hyperinflation event. And I think Chile and many other places. Um, 
and honestly, it'll start happening in you know Europe before the U.S. will be the last place that it hits. Um, and so we see Canada, which don't get excited, Canadians. I'm not saying you're the number two world power, um, but it's a big country, obviously, and uh, right next door to America. And as I, as my Canadian hockey teammates loved so lovingly always called it the 51st state of the United States of America um, when they talk trash about you know the US I would say look out of all 51 states in our country yours is definitely the cleanest um, and the most polite <laughs> um, but yeah so it's hitting close to home how long does it mean before that hyperinflation actually starts to happen in in uh Canada. I mean, I don't who knows. But the signs are there. The 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 fissures are starting to show. Um I mean when you have the Prime Minister coming out talking about enforcing price controls. Yikes. That does not sound good. Um so I would be avoiding that uh situation like the plague and trying to get my money into the hardest asset possible which we all know is bitcoin um next i want to talk about i mean i could riff on that for a little bit longer but i feel like i just beat a dead horse but frankly you know it's just it just goes to show you you think it can't happen here can't happen to you and by golly it can and it will um if they don't fix this system, the only way to fix it is a hard money system. Are they going to do that? Probably not. Does Powell want to strengthen the U.S. dollar? Yeah. Um, but how long is it going to be? And by the way, so this ties in, actually. This is perfect tie-in. Great radio segue um, to the Bitcoin mining because things are breaking by the Fed raising rates. And something has to give soon. And they'll probably, maybe, let's say, within the next six months, ease up on, you know, start quantitative quantitative easing again. And um, more liquidity starts rushing out in the next six to 12 months into the system. Um, guess what happens in the next six to 12 months? The Bitcoin halving. So... I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but let's just say the Bitcoin halving, which is probably going to happen in April, um, the Bitcoin halving takes place and liquidity, so the spigot gets turned back on, the dollar spigot, and the dollar starts just flowing in, um, which would be very detrimental to the prices and inflation in the long term. But in the short term, where do you think that money is going to go? It's going to make assets, risk on assets, go crazy and hold on to your butts. Because um, if we're hanging out in like 30 to 40K range and then all that stuff happens, it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. Um, but be prepared for anything. Um, and that kind of goes with my thoughts on the mining. So as you guys know, I'm working on getting some mining situations set up. Um, and really it's like the only way 
the best way to be a miner is to be on the hunt for the cheapest energy possible. So I I got that's what I've been spending a good amount of my time doing um and starting to lock this stuff up and it's exciting. Um you know, it's like getting really good energy prices where like your break even is so low, like a, such a low bitcoin price. You're like, "Oh, that's like that's great." Um cuz in your mind you're like, "That's never going to happen." But realistically, if that happens, I'm not going to really reveal my secrets because it's just, it's proprietary, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't do me any benefit to give the actual rates out. That, But um, as the price tumbles, and I promise you, there's the energy we'll be using. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Hoddle Tarantula, if you guys know him, he does a ton of Bitcoin mining. A lot of the Bitcoin miners, the energy that they are using is definitely cheaper than... 99% of the people out there that are mining. So how long can those companies, you know, especially the big public ones, how long, I don't know their elect, electricity rate. I don't know what it costs for them to produce a Bitcoin um, via mining, but I think they're like underwater and they really need the price to go up. Um, so walk through the scenario with me. This is why I think, Investing in mining is the best option. And I'm not talking like inv investing in stocks of mining. I'm saying actually mining, finding, getting out there, getting your hands dirty, finding cheap energy um, is because as the price tumbles, let's just say we have a moment where the price collapses down to five grand. Um, so maybe you're break even at five grand a Bitcoin and you're like, well, then we'd start beginning to get a little nervous or you got to think about it. Like, I don't know. I'm just speculating. So I'm not even going to say names of, you know, my mining companies that are publicly traded. Let's say like a publicly traded mining company is currently underwater and losing money on a monthly basis. Desperately needs the price of Bitcoin to go up. Price of Bitcoin crashes. Let's say they're paying, I don't know, typical residential electric rate, probably 10 to 15 cents. I'm not saying that's what they're paying, but let's say you get to the break-even point of 10 to 15 cents, which you're probably close to now, actually. Guess what those home miners that are paying on mining on the residential, unless they're sitting pretty, they're going to probably start to unplug. Hash rate goes down. Then the price plummets a little more and you get into, I don't know, let's just say they're getting it at six, seven, eight cents per kilowatt is their energy rate. Um, and they start hitting their break even points. Uh, this companies would go bust. I'm not, I don't, again, I don't know any of their information. I'm just saying that if you're negative money now and the price of Bitcoin plummets and goes below your break even on mining for Bitcoin, then your losses are going up. You have no way out. And you might just have to shut off for like a year, you know, or whatever. Or you might be done forever. Who knows? When that happens, the hash rate will really plummet. And 
people like me and other people that are mining Bitcoin at a reasonable good price, the miners of last resort, are all of a sudden going to be getting like just crushed with Bitcoin because they're going to get much, much, like probably back of the back of my flat, uh, smooth brain napkin math, um, probably see, let's see, uh, price crashes to five grand. You probably see like five, six fold increase in how many Bitcoin you're mining a month. Um, and you'll, so you'll be more profitable just if you're looking at us dollars terms. Um, but you know, I like in a, in a way I'd actually be like rooting for that. Be like, let's bring it down. Like, cause if you have the cheap energy, you know that you have, you are the miner of last resort and it's a, it's a, it's the best place to be sitting in this current financial environment because everything else can go to hell. The price of Bitcoin could actually go to hell and you'll be doing better. And we all know eventually Bitcoin would rebound and Bitcoin would keep going and TikTok next block. So that's where I think that's where my head's at. And, uh, and I hope a lot of your heads are that way. Um, and, uh, you know, if you guys ever want to just reach out, DM me or whatever, you know, talk about Bitcoin mining. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm new, new ish in this. Um, but it's definitely like the most exciting thing that I've been a part of in a while, uh, professionally. So, and I mean, even like it's not the most exciting thing I've been a part of in a while personally, but it's a, it's a, it's something that actually does good for my soul <laughs> on a personal level when it happens to be business related. So anyways, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin made simple. Use promo code Bitcoin made simple to get 5% off. And I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>